This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. Think about, like, do you have a smart speaker at home in America? You know, I do. I do, actually. Okay. So you're asking uh, your Alexa or your Siri or Google Home, what's the weather? What's mm-hmm. this recipe? Play my favorite music, whatever it is. That voice of recognition and response is artificial intelligence mm-hmm. already in our lives. Already um, there. Mm-hmm. For, yeah, for like users, people have like some of the higher end um, smartphones. If you use facial recognition to unlock your phone, mm-hmm. that's artificial intelligence mm-hmm. at work. And mm-hmm. even down to uh, like streaming video on Pandora or Spotify or some of the streaming um, content via Netflix, when you get recommendations of what you might like and think about how often you, you try it and think, yeah, that was great. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. That's artificial intelligence at work. So all these are real world examples of AI being integrated in our lives wow. uh, for larger, for small, changing our lives for the better. And so when you think about artificial intelligence writ large, you know, it can be a little off-putting, right? Mm-hmm. But then you start to break it down and see the applications and what it does and how it can help us. Mm-hmm. And I get, I see much more of the excitement and potential of mm-hmm. it than the problems. But like I said, let me toss it back to you. I want to hear what, what, what you know, what might be off-putting to you in this sphere. Well, I, <laughs> that's a great question, Tyler. You know, it's more or less this kind of notion of, and, and I have to, you know, have to preface this by being fully transparent. You know, I am a digital immigrant. Uh, I am not a I'm not a digital native, so, so you know, I'm not, I have a, an eight-year-old daughter, and she's like, you know, her third word was iPad, uh, but it's like, it. you know what I mean, but, uh, but I, it's more or less like your point, uh, Tyler, which is like, you know, if I'm plugged in, and so I'm talking to Alexa, and, you know, I've, I'm using Blink, let's say, uh, for my home security system, I've got the mm-hmm. IoT kind of fully up engaged, and, and basically, somebody knows everything that I'm doing, you know, I'm shopping at Whole Foods, so Bezos is in that, you know, it's like everybody knows what I'm doing. You know, I, I just, you know, the privacy thing actually, you know, makes me a little bit nervous. Um, right. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so calm me down, sir. Help me, help me like, you know, say, Hey, America's, it's going to be, put me on the couch and, uh, help me, help me like relax a little bit and say, it's going to be okay. You know, I, I hear you. I think what you identified is smart and rational and, um, uh, pragmatic, right? What about privacy? I think we're all adjusting to that at different, in different ways and at different comfort levels in terms of what we're ready to accept and what we might be willing to accept at some point. Um, sharing your data, right? If you just put it in those terms, a lot like artificial intelligence, you just call it a term, um, it gets a little nebulous and, and it might feel a little dark. Mm-hmm. But then let's talk about some of those applications. Um, with self-driving vehicles, with smart cities, um, imagine you are, you're based in Philly, right? Yes. Okay, so it's one of those sleety, snowy, ugly kind of winter nights in late January, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're driving into town, and it hasn't started snowing yet, but you know what's on the way. And you're kind of you're leaning in, and you're hunched over your wheel, and you're tapping the brakes because you're just not sure. Well, imagine if you were willing to share data about whether or not you had your windshield wipers on, right? Uh-huh. And imagine mm-hmm. if people all across the city were willing to do that. And so there were some integrations, whether it's your Waze app, your Google Maps app, whatever it is. Interesting. As you're navigating the best route to get where you're going, you also get real-time updates on the weather in terms of, you know, half a mile ahead of you, there's uh, a flurry of windshield wiper activity. So, you know, that AI oh, interesting. data interesting. sharing can let you know it's going to start getting slick coming up because mm-hmm. precipitation is falling in seven blocks. Up, oh, make that six blocks, right? Interesting. Um, and then to go a little bit deeper, and heaven forbid this were to happen, but you and your family are in a car accident. And because you were willing to perhaps share some of your basic 
health profile data, mm-hmm. the EMTs and first responders who are on their way to help um, are, know that uh, one person in the car has a heart condition. Mm-hmm. Um, another person is hearing impaired. Um, there are two children under the age of five in the car. Mm-hmm. So that these first responders are that much more prepared to, to help you save lives, to be ready when we're there. So is that data you'd be willing to share? I mean, everybody's answer may be a little different, a little more nuanced, but um, when you have that real-world application, Mm -hmm. you see the benefits delivered in a personal way, um, it becomes a lot less frightening and a lot more exciting, I think, enthusing as well. That is incredible stuff, Tyler, because, I mean, I'm imagining all kinds of things that 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 first responder would be able to know, like your blood type, you know, all kinds of situations. You know, basically your background, they're stepping in informed, and they're increasing the likelihood that they actually would be able to help. I don't think many people want to turn that down, actually. Oh, you nailed it. Absolutely, right? You just put it in the terms that I think we can all understand rather than these vagaries, right? How is this going to help me? Here's an example. And so I love that idea. What I also want to understand a little bit more about what's going on at CES, Tyler. What is some of the – and let's let's continue to build on this artificial intelligence idea. What are some of the coolest things that you've seen there under this umbrella of, of AI? Man, I am so excited about self-driving vehicles. Um, Interesting. At the Consumer Technology Association, we're based in Washington, D.C. Um, naturally, that's a place you, you, know, you want to be because we do a lot of policy work, right? We work with the government regularly when it's open. Uh, <laughs> we work with, you know, on legislation, regulation, and a uh-huh. number of branches, uh-huh. um, and all kinds of things. But Interesting. Um, D.C., a little like Philly, has a few traffic problems, right? Mm-hmm. I am really excited for self-driving vehicles when I can take that 30 to 45 minutes in the morning on my way to work, mm-hmm. and I can uh, get through my unread email. Mm-hmm. Um, I can uh, run the traps on my favorite news outlets and get the, get the stories that I need to see. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can even hold uh, a conference call as soon as I step into my car so I can knock that out before I am sitting at my desk in my building, right? So the efficiency grows. Mm-hmm. That's just the practicality, like on the business side. Mm-hmm. Um, to take that a little deeper um, in terms of you know, a, a more ben- higher benefit of humanity, here in the U.S., we had in the last charted year somewhere between 35 and 40,000 traffic fatalities on U.S. roads. About 95% of those were caused by human error. We are humans. We are imperfect. We make mistakes when we're behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. Self-driving vehicles, when you reach a certain tipping point, begin to drastically, or at least have the potential to, drastically eliminate that human error. Mm. And what if we were moving towards zero traffic fatalities caused by human error, right? Or even mm-hmm. if we got to 10% or 20% or 40%, think about the amount of lives saved there. So that's a space that gets me really excited. And we have um, 11 of the major oh, wow. uh, auto manufacturers from around the world here at, at CES. And, and you know, if we were, you know, uh, some people say we're you know, the best, one of the best car shows around. And <laughs> it's hard to argue when you get into exactly who's here. I mean, these are, these are the major names, right? Audi, BMW, mm-hmm. Daimler, uh, FCA Chrysler, Ford, Honda, Hyundai. Um, I know I'm going to forget somebody. Kia, mm-hmm. Nissan. Wow. OnStar GM, um, Toyota. I think that's all 11. Wow. In any event, mm-hmm. like, like that's, that's a pretty significant portion of big auto saying we need to be involved in technology because this is where, this is where the future is going to be, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we have those cool concept transportation ideas that you and I were talking about, but we're also making steps along the way in vehicle technology with yes. driver assist technology. Yes. Talk a little bit about this, Tyler. Board. Talk about the inside of the car, the, 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 the brain of the car and how that's changing. 
Right, right. So that's where we're going, America. This is like we're already getting these assistive technologies that are saving lives, um, not by taking the car over for us entirely, but doing small things like, um, oh, I'm trying to think of something simple, like uh, a, a rear view, uh, rear view camera, right? Mm-hmm. Many of us, I, I'm one of them that drives mm-hmm. SUVs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. It, it's brilliant to be able to see very clearly and uh, very holistically is anything behind me? And more importantly, is anyone behind me when I'm backing up? Mm-hmm, um, then mm-hmm. go a little higher with uh, um, lane departure warning systems, right? We're not paying attention because we're checking the mirror, we're daydreaming, we're listening to uh, your program, perhaps. So <laughs> but you start to drift a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is um, technology that, that fixes our problems before they become bigger. Mm-hmm. And then you get into the major ones like collision avoidance or automatic braking, mm-hmm. where it's stopping us from doing something, you know, dumb or, or even worse, um, dangerous and, and, and potentially life-threatening. So that kind of technology is getting better and better every year, and it's already out there mm-hmm. and improving. Um, so we're on the way towards self-driving, even though it, we certainly aren't there yet. But it's coming soon, though, right? I mean, it's, it's right on the cusp. This is really exciting stuff, yes? Uh, yeah, a number of uh, the automakers, um, and I can't put the exact number on it off the top of my head, but are, have put dates on when they see their products hitting the road, so to speak. 2020, 2021 are the general times, time frames are looking at. And these are not necessarily consumer vehicles. Uh, fleet cars or commercial vehicles are primarily where we're going to see it first, most likely. Um, although you know, a few cities uh, around the U.S. already have uh, self-driving vehicles in place, uh, like for on-demand rides, ride-sharing. Mm. Um, so they are on the roads right now, and certainly wow. with, with testing around the country. Mm-hmm. So it's out there, but yes, it's very much on the way. And we are you know, a, a fair amount of time away from actually having the majority of cars being self-driving. Wow. And so we're, we're literally on that. I mean, as, as soon as we kind of like, as soon as this innovation curve happens, we're going to be there essentially. Yeah. And let me ask you this. Are you are you cool with you know giving up the power to drive? Are you a driving fanatic? I mean, is that is that something that is less appealing to you? Not being not having the chance to drive or choice to drive? Yeah, I, you know what? I could I could I could get into the the, the driverless car thing, Tyler, because mm-hmm. I, I'm like you. I, I could imagine trying to be much more efficient and trying to make sure that you know this is the innovative technologies because it, it's it's part of it's like you know you got to basically get on the train, man, or you're going to be sort of stuck out there, you know, be- believing perhaps in building walls as opposed to technology. Oh, sorry about that, ladies and germs, but had to put it out there. But uh, you know, you have to. <laughs> thanks for getting that. Uh, but you have to catch that, and so I actually appreciate. Everybody pause and digest that one. That yeah, everybody, everybody, relax. These are the jokes, folks. Uh, and so I think you know technology like that would be immensely. I mean, I just remember the first time I got in an Uber, and I was like, wow, this is really weird. But it's cool, and so you know, as as great technology happens, I think even uh, things that are much more cutting edge, you know, they're just going to become kind of part of the natural uh, fabric uh, of our lives. Tyler Suiters, I want to thank you so much, my friend, uh, for joining us tonight. It was absolutely a pleasure to have you, and I really hope you'll join us again soon. Oh, America, it's a blast to be with you. Thank you for the invitation, and. Please consider yourself invited to CES 2020. We would love to have you out here. Thank you, sir. I'm going to take you up on that. Uh, Listeners, if you're interested in learning more about CES, head to cta.tech and follow CES on Twitter at CES. Listeners, if you're enjoying this as a podcast, remember that our show, Marketing Matters, airs live on Sirius XM Channel 132 every Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and is replayed Saturdays at midnight, Sundays 8 to 10 p.m., Mondays 2 to 4 a.m., and Tuesdays 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. 
more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.